Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And I'm excited as we continue to unpack our theme for the month of August around celebrating National National Black Business Month. And with that, we have unpacked mindset and strategy and marketing and understanding uh, profit and change management all of that. And this episode, we're going to start talking about your money (laughs) and how you are showing up as an employee even before you begin to launch an entrepreneurship experience. And if you have a side hustle, how do you manage both of those? So as you can tell, This is going to be a powerful conversation, and I'm excited to share with you the woman of the hour who will walk us through understanding how to elevate your money. So she's known to the world as the money elevation strategist. Erica Lane has developed an exceptional profit management approach for entrepreneurs, which enabled her to triple her income in only three years using what is now her profitable entrepreneur money makeover. Her accolades include multi-award winning entrepreneur profit coach, a five-time best-selling author, certified international keynote speaker and founder of the Real Money Talk Summit. The Real Money Talk Summit is a sisterhood of authentic, expert-driven conversations and learning experiences to own the financial power in your life and business, as well as the visionary of multiple book anthology projects to help women tell their authentic story and share their expertise. As a natural motivational speaker, she empowers women to recognize their value and take positive life-changing action on their entrepreneurial journey. This is my favorite part. Erica specializes in serving ambitious women entrepreneurs to reach consistent, anticipated revenue while unapologetically leaving or leveraging their current job to maximize and manage their business's profits step by step. She's on a mission to help entrepreneurial women take control of and achieve mastery over their profit, mindset, and legacies for generations to come. Through her talks, her classes, her courses, her coaching, and her step-by-step guidance, Erica's clients develop the clarity and fearlessness to achieve their goals. I know you are sitting on the edge of your seat 
as we embark on a conversation that's not just for those who are entrepreneurs, but for those who are stepping out and launching their dreams and trying to juggle both. But there's some things you need to know about your character, your mindset, and your attitude before we even get to that part. And so I welcome to the show, Erica Lane. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm super excited to be here. I love, I love, every time I hear that, I think, I think to myself is, is this person talking about me? But yeah, <laughs> they absolutely are. Um, I, good, good day, good evening, wherever you are in this world. Um, I appreciate you all for tuning in. And this is going to be an amazing conversation. I can't wait to jump into it. It absolutely is. And I think if we can just jump right into the meat, because I, as we talked before we came on live, um, I've had a couple of conversations with entrepreneurs who are in the field doing the work, as well as those who are just launching their vision and their mission and goals, and they're not ready to leave their their job. And so what I'm excited about is that we're going to be able to talk about both. Um, and before we even begin to push the button on the LLC, I'd love for you to share what are some of the biggest misconceptions employees have um, who want to actually become an entrepreneur? Great. So Honestly, the biggest misconception is that they, they can't be an entrepreneur while they're an employee, right? Because oftentimes people feel like, oh, well, I have to be one or the other. And the world is telling people, hey, you can't be both things. It's not an and, it's, it's an or. And I tell people all the time, no, you can absolutely do both. You can, and you can do them both at an excellent level right? But it is about being strategic. It is about, you know, making sure that you're handling your business at your job, right? We have that mm -hmm. <laughs> intact. Uh, and then we're taking the necessary steps to build the business. The second thing that I will say that often people is a misconception is that it'll happen overnight. Say that again. <laughs> I tell you. And, <laughs> an overnight success takes at least a hundred or so nights. I promise you. <laughs> oh, that's what I told my daughter. Uh, she's doing too. And, 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 and overnight success, really, it takes, it takes time, right? And so as you're building your business, right, it, especially if you're doing it on a part-time basis, you need to make sure that you understand it is going to take time. It is not going to happen overnight. But if you master certain skills, right? As you're building your business, when you're ready to launch and when you're ready to leave. And from my perspective, when you're ready to leave, you know, fiscally um, um, safe, then, right, you're all, you're all good to go, right? You're, you're in a space where you'll be able to launch your business and it'll be great. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I think this uh, culture, this time we're in with social media and people see um, individuals who it seems that they got started, got a hundred thousand followers and got a million dollars. And that perception 
has people pausing and stopping what they're doing because they think that they're failing when you just said it takes time. It takes time. What are some of the skills we should be thinking about while we're still employees that we need to cultivate before we actually jump into entrepreneurship? So the biggest one, the biggest one is that time management. That is the biggest one. Because the thing that people think about when they are for entrepreneurship is, oh, I'm my own boss. I can do what I want, when I want, how I want, and I don't have to worry about any time. That's not true. (laughs) It's just not. And so um, time management is critical, especially when you are a full-time entrepreneur. So if you are, if you haven't mastered that while you are an employee, when you become an entrepreneur and all the things are on you now, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll, we can talk about that in a little bit, all those things that you're going to have to pay for that the job usually pays for. Um, but, but you know, you need to make sure that you understand uh, time management because if you do not have the, the systems in place, if you don't have the time management in place, if you don't have those things ready for your household and your business and your job, because you're more than likely running all three, Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you're going to have to be very strategic about when and where you spend your time and what you can and cannot spend your time on. Right. And so one of the things that I've done with my clients is I do with my clients is I set out a plan for them for their time, because I think sometimes we don't we don't think about all the time that we actually have. We've got 24 hours in a day. 24, right? And eight of them, we should spend sleeping. And please, entrepreneurs, sleep. It's okay. (laughs) I promise (laughs) you. It's okay. Um, But eight of them should be be spent sleeping, right? And then we have to work our job. If you're working the job, obviously eight of them are spent at the job. So now you've got 16 hours down, right? But now you have another eight. And so what I do is I break down what that eight should look like. Mm. right yeah. um to help build your business so that's the biggest the, the biggest thing uh is that time management the second biggest thing uh and i mentioned it a little bit is systems right you need to make sure that you have the proper systems for your business oftentimes we think that we can do it all by ourselves and we can make it all get it all done and that sounds good and i know some folks probably said that to you on stages, right? That sounds good. But but the reality is, is there are systems in the background that you may not see that you think that they're making that I think you mentioned about hundreds of thousands of dollars it looked like yesterday. But the reality is there are systems in the background that um, that are helping them do that. I think it's powerful when you think about um, time management as a plan. And mm-hmm. so often, I have listened to uh, either clients or colleagues or or just girlfriends. We have something called the Girlfriend Gathering, where mm. getting advice about how can I find the time when I've worked all day long and now I'm exhausted and how do I, where do I find the opportunity to dedicate the even the thought energy 
to continuing to create or build on the dream. And when you think about those eight hours and being intentional about the plan itself, are, are there any kind of hacks or, or insights you can give us around um, what it would look like for us to manage those eight hours and pay attention to what we're doing with those eight hours a little bit better? Absolutely. So you said the best word there is intentional, right? You've got to be intentional about where you're spending your time. So I'll give you an example. One young lady, um, she said to me the same things, you know, I don't have the time, I don't have time. Right. And so, you know, I asked her about her routine and she was like, I just get up and I get dressed and I, I shower, get dressed and I go to work and I'm working and then I'm exhausted. And I was like, is there a way that we can get up earlier, right? If you don't have to be at work till nine o'clock, we can get up earlier, right? And one, we can spend some time while the baby's asleep because she was a mom and shout out to all the moms doing it. I, listen, I was one of them, right? <laughs> I'm still a mom, but she's 22 now. So I guess, you know, <laughs> but I was, I said to her, I said, you know, we can, we can get up, you know, maybe about five o'clock in the morning right? We spend 30 minutes being intentional, like planning out all of the things that need to be, be done that day. Like everything needs to be done. Now it's 530. You're getting, you know, getting, you're getting dressed, getting kids off to school, all of that good stuff. You don't have to be to work till nine. So if you left your, your home at seven o'clock, you get to work at eight o'clock. Well, you're an hour early. Congratulations. But we don't want you to waste that time. What we want you to do is take that hour, find some place to hide because we all know where the places to hide are, right? Because once you get to your desk, because <laughs> right. you know, once you get to your desk, it all bets all. Everybody wants your attention. Mm-hmm. So find one of those spots to hide at, right? We all do it uh, from eight to nine o'clock and be zoned in, like mm-hmm. focused on the tasks mm-hmm. that need to be completed that make you money. I call them money-making tasks, right? So mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we're, we're, we're focused on those tasks. That's a whole nother conversation. Um but money-making tasks. So for that hour, then at nine o'clock, you show up for your job, right? Do the work that they hired you for. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. Do the work that they hired you for, because we want to have employees be an employee of excellence, because when it's time for us to hire, guess what we want? Employees of excellence, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, you know, I said that to her and I said, then at lunchtime, 12 o'clock, definitely Get you something to eat because your body needs fuel, but it doesn't take a whole hour to eat if you have prepared for it. So mm-hmm. now you're spending maybe, you know, spending maybe 30 minutes eating and then you're doing what I call the 30, 20, 10, which is the 30 minutes eating, 20 minutes of focusing on the th- on a, a task or something that's only going to take you 20 minutes. And then 10 minutes, I want you to, to do things that don't cause your brain any stress. I mean, play a game on your phone, you know, or anything, some music, but 10 minutes where it's nothing. And that would break down, you know, some of your time. Then obviously I cheated a little bit, maybe get off at five, but maybe stay till six. So you have another hour that you can borrow and then go home. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that keeps you in a space where you have the time to really run your business on a daily basis. And then on Saturdays, obviously, you know, you have the full day. You know what, when I think about how you were strategic, 
not only intentional, but strategic because you, before you even started the day in that first 30 minutes, you mapped out what it was you would be working on. You didn't wait until you got to the mm-hmm. time to say, okay, so what do I need to do? Let me think, because we're wasting those moments. And the other piece that I really appreciate that you shared is that you write it down. I think we often depend on our memory and our mental capacity to hold on to too much information. And then we feel overwhelmed, we feel confused, or we simply don't remember, okay, what did I say I was gonna work on during lunchtime? And then again, we've wasted time trying to figure out what we were going to do. And last, for those who know who follow me, who know I love brain science, how you just broke down, fuel your brain, use your brain, and then give yourself what we call a brain break so that you reset to be that excellent employee when you get back to your desk. You've not overwhelmed your mind so that once you get to your desk, you can't shift back into being the excellent employee. You gave yourself that 10 minutes to reset and actually do a brain break so that you are fresh, refreshed, and you're intentional. Because again, I wanna make sure people heard you say, you're not robbing your job of what your job is entitled to have. You're showing up in excellence at the job so that that translates into the type of employee you attract when you need them to work for you. We are already (laughs) jumping into this and we have to take our first break. So I would love for you to um, check out Erica's website. As we get ready to go into this break, can you give everyone your website address? Absolutely. So it's globalprofitsolutions.com, G-L-O-B-A-L-P-R-O-F-I-T-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S.com. And with that, we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. We've been having a conversation with Erica Lane. She is known worldwide as the money elevation strategist. And we've jumped into a conversation not only just about entrepreneurship, but she's also unpacked how to be an excellent employee. And how do you manage if you're not ready to leave your job, but you do have a dream that you want to launch? What do you do in order to navigate both? And she told us straight out time management being intentional about it, strategic about it, and writing down those windows, those tasks, so that when you get to those windows in time in which you can accomplish things, you already have a plan in place. If you follow me on social media, I published on my Facebook page one of her quotes because I loved it. And I'm going to share it with you now. And then we're going to jump into making decisions about leveraging your current uh, career and or knowing when it's time to step out as an entrepreneur. Her quote is, money isn't everything, but it is a necessary tool for us to use to impact the world. You cannot be charitable if you aren't profitable. You can't be profitable if you don't have a plan to profit and knowledge of how to keep more of the profits. I love that. Creating a plan and something I know we've talked about uh, prior to us going on live. It's not just about making money, but it's about how are you adding value with whatever it is you are creating and the money is the benefit for you, for you sharing your gift, but that can't be the focus. Can you unpack that a little bit for us? Sure. I'd love to, because people come to me all the time and say, well, you're the money elevation strategist. So everything's about money, right? No, right. It's the impact for me. As, as my daughter would say, it's the impact for me, <laughs> but it is. Um, because quite frankly, money is just a tool. That's all it is. I know they make it way more than what it is, but it is a tool that you need to leverage and, and to, to get goods and services. If you break down the definition of money, you'll find that that's really all it is, is an exchange, an exchange tool. Um, but for me, it's not about just the money in your business. Understand that you should be making an impact. There should be a reason. There should be a passion. There should be purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. As you're building your business, it should not be. Well, I just want to get into business and make money because here's what I know. If your only goal is to make money when you get into business, I promise you, you will be broke. Mm, <laughs> I promise you. Say that right? again. Right. If your only goal in creating your business is to make money, I promise you, you will be broke. Right. Because um, entrepreneurship, first of all, it takes some investing. Right. 
So there's going to be some investments. There's going to be some moments that things are not going to go exactly as you planned it to be. Right. So you're going to have to make some adjustments. Right. There's going to be moments when you know what? Okay, you thought you were going to make this, but you didn't because you didn't make that. So if money is your driving force, when things get tough, you don't want to quit. And trust me, an entrepreneurship is going to get tough. It is. I mean, I, you know, people always are like, you know what? It's easy because social media makes it seem that way. And I can tell you as somebody who has been an entrepreneur for almost two decades, even though in my head, I'm only 25. Right. So there's that. I'm running but, with that, too. <laughs> listen, listen, that's the story. And I'm sticking to it. But there are going to be moments when you're going to think to yourself, what in the world did I get myself into? But the impact that you make the legacy that you leave. I know that with, you know, with my help, I've helped families change their legacies because I've helped them increase profits in their business, right? And so now they're able to leave more to their children. I know when I was doing personal finances that as I helped mom, I changed how the children were going to deal with money, like what the relationship of money was. So I know the things that I do are not just about the money that I'm paid. It's the impact that I get to make. When you just talked about changing generational cycles and relationship with money, I just had a conversation with, I coach home visitors um, in different parts of Pennsylvania. And one of our goals is to help families recognize how they can move from where they are to where they want to be. And Oftentimes, the focus is so much on the budget, but not recognizing what your relationship is with money first has to be explored, unpacked, become honest about, and deal with. Because every time you try to write a budget, if you haven't dealt with your relationship with money, you're just going to continue to repeat broken cycles that aren't serving you. Have you found that to be true as you've had those types of conversations? Absolutely, because it's all about habits for money, honestly. Now, budgeting is my jam, right? <laughs> because I'm all about a plan, everyone. Like, I'm all about a plan. Like, a, a, you know, you know, an idea without a plan is just a wish. I, I don't know how you do anything without creating a, a concrete plan for it, but that's who mm -hmm. I am as a person. Um, but I will say, I will say, you know, I don't believe in doing things, you know, where I don't have a concrete plan. I don't have a budget in mind and I haven't really dealt with for clients, the relationship with money, because here's the thing. It is your habits that you carry from your personal finances to your business finances, because you, you're used to doing things a certain way. And if that's how you did them, that is how you will do them in your business. And if you have messed up your personal finances, you will then again mess up your business finances. And there are more consequences, right? There's consequences in your personal life, but there are more consequences in your business, right? And so you need to make sure that you have, you know, the correct habits and how to manage, you know, um, your business finances. One of the things that I, I had to, I had to really work on, even me, right? Money elevation strategist. I had to work on, right, my business credit because quite frankly, right, 
I had my personal credit and it was that was decent, right? I'm, I'm not going to tell you any stories. It won't, it wasn't 850, like you know how people do, right? <laughs> but it was decent, right? It was good, right? But then I didn't know how to maintain business credit. So I had to go to a coach to figure out how to maintain business credit because I didn't understand that because the habits that I had in my personal life was what I was going to do with my business credit. And that's not what you want to do. Right. And so once I learned how, and I'm learning the strategies to really building business credit and then, you know, mastering that for my own business, you know, I was able to help other people, but quite frankly, if you don't manage, you know, that relationship with money and money is a relationship, you have to nurture it, right? You have to, to grow that relationship. You have to do all of the things that you do in every other relationship that you have with money. And oftentimes what I find is that we deal with money, how our parents dealt with money. Say it again. I just had this conversation. <laughs> it's the truth. <sighs> like my dad back in the day, and I, if he hears this, he's going to get me, but I'm going to tell y'all anyway. <laughs> so my dad back in the day, when he had to write out bills and all that stuff, he would be angry and upset. And, you know, you couldn't talk to daddy when he was writing them bills, right? You couldn't talk to him at all. Mm-hmm. But what that did to us was tell us money is angry, Right doing the things like paying your bills is stressful. It's, it's frustrating. It's, and we grew up with that thought in our mind, not that he did that purposely, right? I don't think that he did that purposely, but that's just how he felt. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, we carry that, you know, growing up like, oh, you know, paying things is mean, it's evil. It's all those things. And so then when it was time to do those things, well, guess what? We shot away from it right? Because that was our relationship with money. It was like, oh no, don't do that. Or my father always saying, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. And that was the relationship that we had ended up having with money. Oh, we're broke, we're broke, we're broke. And as you keep speaking those things, so shall it be. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's true. So that emotional uh, piece of what were, and I've literally asked, uh, had this conversation earlier this week with one of um, the coaches I have, is to dig into what are your earliest memories and emotional responses mm-hmm. to money. And if mm-hmm. you can go back into your memory bank to think about what are the earliest memories I have about money and what were the emotions or the sensations that came along with that, we can begin to better understand why I'm interpreting the use or spending money the way I am currently. And so it it is a telling, telling process. So I would love to hear as we talk about money being a tool and the quote that I shared, is sales and profit the same thing? And if not, what is the difference when we're talking about thinking, building money, building a business, um, and knowing when to leave your full-time job? So I'm glad you asked, because this is the question that I think confuses a lot of entrepreneurs right? We think of sales or revenue, you know, as the goal. Like, oh, if I just make these sales, I just make this revenue. Yes, I'm excited. Sales and revenue does not equal profit. It does not, right? Revenue minus expenses 
equals profit. That's the equation, okay? Revenue is only one side of the equation, right? And so we have the other piece called expenses. And there are tons of expenses that you will incur as an entrepreneur. There are tons of them, right? Some of them things like obviously if you have a physical location, well, the rent for that physical location, right? The internet, because no longer are you using the internet that's provided to you by another company. You have to now pay for it, right? And, you know, things like IT, you can't just go to IT and say, oh, this is broken. Can you fix it? You now have to pay someone, right? To mm-hmm. to, to to fix it. If, if your computer or something goes, goes astray, you also have to think about everyday things, right? Just systems that you're using your business. So you need to make sure that you're, you're paying for those things, right? Uh, and so and there's so many other, you know, products, all, all types of things. But it's those expenses that eat away into your profit, which was why oftentimes you have, you'll hear entrepreneurs say, I make all this money, but I don't know where it's going, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. And so you'll, you'll hear people say that because, their expenses are too high. And so what's happening is they're making all of these sales and all this revenue is coming into their business, but their expenses are high. Some of the systems that they're using are high. And I also find that a lot of times we're using systems that are not meant for our business. I've seen where product business, product-based business are using systems that are meant for service-based businesses. And quite frankly, it's not helping them, right? It's just costing them money. Often another thing too is you a lot of times entrepreneurs are using systems that do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you're just paying for it over and over again, right? And so one of the things that I do is I analyze entrepreneurs' systems in the um, Profit Entrepreneur Makeover Program. I analyze their systems. I analyze each and everything because quite frankly, you are, you're paying for these things. One woman, I saved her, I think $350 a month may not sound like a lot to anybody, to, to, to everyone, but it adds <laughs> I'll up. Take it. It <laughs> yeah. adds up. that $350 a month, because she had systems that quite frankly, there was no need for her to have multi, she had multiple systems that in essence did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, because she had been told, get this system, get that system, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I honestly, um, did that for her. But once you understand your expenses and what the business actually costs to run, what I call your business operating expenses, right? What it costs to run. And then obviously what your um, profit margin, which is uh, what it costs to create your product or service, mm-hmm. right? But once you understand those two pieces, then revenue minus those two pieces will give you your profits. And your profit is what you want to keep consistent so that you can now decide whether it's time to leave or leverage, right? Or, or, yes. or leave your, your job. But you want to make sure that you're you're making your, 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 your profit goals for six months consistently before we can even have a conversation about leaving. I love you. I know some people are going to be mad at me. <laughs> no, but I think when you get clear about the numbers and at the beginning of our theme, uh, Javon Wooden, Uh, started our conversation off actually at the end of July, really breaking down that people are often afraid to get honest about the numbers. And then because they don't know, they continue to run a story or a narrative, but it's becoming honest and really understanding what are the expenses? What is your profit margin? How much does it actually cost you 
to develop that course, to deliver that service, or to design and distribute that product, you have to be honest with those numbers so that you Mm -hmm. are clear six months of consistent profit before at your profit goal before you even consider leaving your job to become a full-time entrepreneur is real conversation it's real talk right and i've got to be honest with you it's the it, it's at the level because people think oh if i just turn a profit well then i'm good to go but here's what you have to understand when you are um at your job and you're an entrepreneur, that's fine. That's that's one thing, right? But if you decide that you want to leave, well, now your business has to replace the income for your business because it has needs and things that it needs to grow. So you need to have a, you know, a goal for that. But then it also has to replace your job because the people in your household have become accustomed to the life that you've given them based on the on, on the salary that you have. And so you need to be clear. It's not just about making a profit and or meeting your business numbers, right? When I when I go through with people what it is like, what the, their number, their their magic number, as I like to call it, their magic number to be able to leave. Oftentimes they're like, "Wait, what? I need all of this?" Yes, because not only do you need your salary, but those benefits that 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 you're accustomed to, you need to you have to now pay for those things, right? And so we. I go through a, a, a whole um, session, you know, really going through what benefits they have at their job and what do those mean for them if they leave? Like, what is that going to cost them if they leave their job? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I will say 70 percent of the time, people who thought they wanted to leave decide to leverage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, leverage. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think no, absolutely. being clear. So that when it is the right time, you leave and you don't have to come back. That's right. And you stepped out with clarity, with not only boldness, but you've got a strong foundation to sustain stepping out and, and launching your business. I think something that constantly comes up in conversations when we're talking about sales, revenue, and profit are people don't understand how to actually price their services or price their products. Any tips on how to make those types of decisions? Yes. So this is this is a big one because if your products are not priced correctly, quite frankly, you will end up, you can end up at a loss in your business mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. not accurately priced. It, it, it just is what it is. So what I tell people is, you need to understand not only what a physical um, a physical product costs. So, for instance, I'm holding up the Real Money Talk uh, book, right? Money Manifestation and Elevation. I know, I when, before I made this book to sell it, right? I knew how much money it took me to create the physical book, right? The physical book, right? But also, too, what did it cost for the graphics, Right. I think they're pretty amazing. But what did it cost for the graphics? What did it cost for the editor? Right. So to do all of the things that needed to be done to create the physical book. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you're thinking about your 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 um, pricing, you need to add in everything it took to create the physical thing, whatever it is, whether it's a product, whether it's a course or whatever it is, everything that took to create that you also need to factor in your time. 
Yes, yes, you should factor in your time because you took you time to do write the book or or or, or write the course or whatever it is. It took you time to do that, right? So you need to factor in your time. You also, excuse me, you also need to factor in marketing because you need to market it, right? You want to sell it. You need to market it. So it's all of these things that have to be factored in. And there are a couple others, but all of these things need to be factored in when you're talking about pricing, right? Because then you go, okay, this is what it actually cost me, right? To create this thing. Okay. Now I can say, okay, here's my profit margin. Maybe you have margins of, you know, 17% and, and I don't know what your margins are, but whatever they are, right? Your profit margin is X. Okay. You add that in. Now, you know, okay, this is what I need to, 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 to make, to break even for this product or service. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a matter of numbers. Like I know if I want to sell a hundred of these, well, divide that number by a hundred and that's how much you have minimum you need to charge for this item. But this is a, but I'm here. Also, you also need to know what is the market charging for your item? Right. Thank you. Because here's the thing. You don't want to say, oh, well, I need to charge $59.99 for this book, you know, which is the regular uh, six by nine small book. Right. Because that's not what the market charges for the for the book. Right. And so you need to make sure. um, But but one of the things I do when I do the annual your annual profit plan. Right. We map out all of the things because sometimes entrepreneurs will want to make and create a product. But quite frankly, it's too expensive for them to create in their market and, and, and how they can get things. So to be quite honest, it's not worth it to create. And so it's better to find that out you know, months before you start doing it, before you start, you know, really going in on it. I love that you said that because I, again, have had some conversations um, with some colleagues where they have the desire to use something um, as either a fundraiser or they've desired to sell something and it costs too much for the market to bear the price you have to put on it in order to sell it. And you're not getting anywhere near the profit off of it for it to create the, the amount of revenue or profit or, or growth that you want to happen. So, oh, this is some good stuff. So I have a question here. Cheryl Hurley says, what nuggets would you offer for individuals transitioning from their jobs to become business owners in acquiring health coverage that is not not exorbitant? I'll be honest with you. That's a hard one. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It is. It is a hard one, but it is a necessary one. And I'm glad you're asking that question because because be clear, entrepreneurs, when you leave your job, you need health insurance, right? You have to make sure you're you're a whole person. And I know the world's the social media is like, no, go, 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 go. But you still need to check out checkups and 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 mental health and all that, all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, unfortunately, it is expensive as a, as as a, a solopreneur. If you are a solopreneur, now if you have a number of people, let's say you have a number of employees, well, now you can get, you know, um, you can get insurance and in, in, in a bulk. And so it, it's it's cheaper that way. But if you are a solopreneur, unfortunately, you are going to have to do the work, 
right? You are going to have to dig through all of the different options. And you may be surprised when I say this, but some entrepreneurs, it's better for them to use the government um, programs than it is for them just to do it on their own. And a, a lot of times they, they, um, they can apply for them and be accepted. And some mm-hmm. entrepreneurs don't know that because they, they think, oh, well, I'm making X amount of dollars in my business, so I can't, I, I'm not eligible. But the reality, though, is because you are a full-time entrepreneur, right, without a job, oftentimes those government programs uh, will accept you. So you just unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you feel about it, you're going to have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts about business insurance? There was a question about that. Make sure you get it. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, business insurance, you, you, again, you're going to have to do the work, mm-hmm. but it is absolutely necessary, especially, especially if you have a product um, or service, which, I mean, obviously you have one or the other, um, but you, but, but business insurance is critical, right? So I, I teach people the power of three, right? So you want your legal, right? You want your finance and you want your HR, <laughs> I love it. Legal, finance, and HR. Listen, legal, finance, HR, that is the power power three. And for me, insurance, you know, all of that stuff can fall under finance and legal, depending on, you know, how it all Mm -hmm. works out, right? Um, But I would say definitely, you need to make sure you know all the insurances that you need for your business. I I, I had a product product line. I knew all of the the insurances that we needed for the hair care line, all the stuff that we needed for the, 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 the face care line. And sometimes those things are different. So make sure that you know, go to your state websites. Um, and they normally will tell you what you need um, a- according to, to what their rules and regulations. And I always say, if you travel, especially if you travel to different states, right? I, I know for me, um, usually it's from from Boston all the way down to Florida, right? And then probably Texas uh, and Chicago are where normally I am. So I would make sure I'm in alignment with all of the needs for those states because I know that's where I generally generally mm-hmm. do business, right? Um, so, so yes, you'd absolutely need insurance. Make sure that you have it because even if you are providing a service, what you don't want to do is, is depending upon how your business is set up, get sued. And I know the famous thing is LLC. And we think that that's going to protect us completely. And the reality is, it's not a complete protection, really, mm-hmm. right? That's a whole other conversation for another day. No, I'll, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love the education that you're giving us and also empowering us to do the homework. So recognizing that you need to um, not only do the research for the state you're living in physically, but where are you traveling to? Where is your product traveling to? And make sure you've done um, your research and under, understanding how you are keeping your business, your dream covered and safe. We, I cannot believe there is so much and we are already like seven minutes away from the end of our conversation. There's so many things I want to ask you, but I do want to ask this one question before we talk about what is Global Profit Solutions up to. So before we get into that, how realistic is it 
to build a six-figure business while you are still working a full-time job? 100% realistic. I know because I've done it. A hundred percent realistic. So tell, so can you give us three key nuggets of how, what, what was foundational for you to get that done? Three things that are non-negotiable that you needed in order to make it happen. Number one, that time management. Then we go back at that again, like we did at the beginning, right? So that's the first thing. That that's foundation. Without that time management, this is going to get blown. I'm telling you that right now. Um, the second mm-hmm. thing I would say is you need a career plan. Like you need to be clear on what you want from your from from your job and what you don't want, because that will allow you to say no to things that don't serve your purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So so that that helped me build up my business only because I had a clear and concise plan of what I wanted to do for my job, but also to what I wanted to do for my business. So you have to have a plan. Right. Mm -hmm. But the plan for both. And then um, I would say, you know, you want to make sure that you have a clear goal for your business. Like you're you're clear about the goals and things that that you want for your business. Map them those things out. I just spent three days in and and on offsite for my business, right? And I went into all of the things. I went through marketing, I went through budgets, I went through everything that you probably have heard they go through in corporate America. I just went through three days of that in my own business, right? So that I'm clear exactly what is going to happen in my business. On in 2023, I've already written 2023 and I'll probably be finished with 2024 by December. So you have to have clarity. Those, those are the three things. When we talk about what Global Profit Solutions is up to, I know you just shared uh, one of your manuals with us that you put on the screen. What's on the horizon for you? We have about three mi- three or four minutes. Ah. Lot, that's, that's, that's easy. <laughs> so for me, my next big thing is because I love to help people share their voice. Um, my next big thing is a, a, a book project called Conquering Success, Passion, Purpose, and Profits, right? And so I am actually looking for co-authors for that book to take to Amazon number one bestseller. I have never written in a book that didn't go number one. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and so if anyone is interested in that, you can go to bit.ly. Uh, forward slash CSA interest, which is B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash C-S-A-I-T-E-R-E-S-T. Um, and then the, the, the biggest, the big thing, um, I will actually be launching the Lever Leverage program. Uh, and so that will come out soon. And I'm overly excited about that one. Um, we'll be doing the full program right now. You can, you know, get the, the, the book, but um, leave or leverage program, which is bit.ly forward slash leave or leverage weight, uh, weight as in W-A-I-T at the end. Um, and so that's what we're up to in this moment. And of course, the Real Money Talk Summit is coming April 2023. I cannot wait for that. It will be live in Atlanta, Georgia um, this year. Uh, and so um, I believe that is realmoneytalksummit.com. It, it still has last year's uh, information on there, but you can fill out the form uh, and we'll get it. And, and, and it's not a problem. And we'll, we'll definitely send you all the details. So that's what's going on in our world. Oh, Erica, that is exciting. Um, and 
not a little bit. So you are absolutely setting the mark, um, setting the example for us to understand how to create the infrastructure for sustainability, not just flash and not just um, being afraid of the real numbers. So I appreciate all that you have shared in this conversation. And I know that you have helped many people um, become more accountable to their work. So if you have enjoyed this conversation, I encourage you to share it with others. There is a flip side to being or experiencing hard past relationships with your money that you absolutely can look to Erica Lane for what she calls a money makeover and have the opportunity to elevate your finances. I am Dr. Virdra Jackson, and this has been Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. And we have been exploring how can we continue to celebrate National Black Business Month as the powerful voices that are impacting the economy as well as impacting communities. Same place, same time next week, right here on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 